Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Final Edition Radio Hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is. United Airlines accounted for a third of animal deaths on U.S. flights in the last five years, including a rabbit that was eventually supposed to become the world's largest. The final edition asked the man on the street, what do you think? More like United Hair Live. Uh, your captain speaking. Uh, we're gonna kill your dog. I mean, in United's defense... They did kill the rabbit while they were dragging him off the plane. In United's defense, the rabbit did not speak English. To be fair, he had a homemade clock that he made for the science fair. In United's defense, a United employee needed the seat the rabbit was sitting in. In United's defense, they didn't see the tea. They thought they were killing a rabbi. Well, there's like that. Maybe you should have fucking listened. Ha ha ha. Yes. Now my two foot long rabbit will win the state fair. Ha ha ha. I don't want to judge no one's lifestyles, but I heard that rabbit had like a bunch of different kids with a bunch of different rabbits. Yeah, I work in baggage claim, and did they write fragile on that rabbit? Because if they didn't, we can't be held accountable. Last year, United Airlines killed over 3,000 chicken breasts. Rabbit's feet ain't so lucky. I'm gonna write that thing at four of them. Oh, great. So now we gotta take our rabbits off before we go through security. The Diary of Melania Trump. Dear diary, second escape route is now built, is now fireman's pole going down to 15th floor. I'm so excited to use pole again and happy to know I did not forget any of my routines. I still know how to do splits upside down without getting hair in mouth. Happy days. Hey, Ted, you look down. What's the matter? Plenty. I'm going to lose my job if I don't increase sales by 30%. My house has dry rot. My marriage is falling apart. And my mom needs cataract surgery. And have you tried Jared? Jared? What's that? Oh, not what? Who? Jared Kushner. You can put him in charge of everything you mentioned. Uh, And he would take care of all that stuff? Does he know anything about dry rot? (laughs) Jared helped out at his father's business before his father went to jail. And I think he tried to buy some sports teams or something else. Yeah, I I mentioned the cataract surgery for my mom, right? He's the president's son-in-law. President Trump has put Jared in charge of totally remaking the Veterans Administration, serving his envoy to Mexico, China, and Iraq, solving the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, and completely reorganizing the entire federal government. Okay, uh, what, what has he actually done in terms of accomplishing any of that? Jared wore a bulletproof vest! Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not getting... It had his name on it! President Trump trusts Jared to do everything and just listen to what other people have to say about Jared. I needed someone to pick up my little girl from daycare, so I put Jared in charge of it. I've spent my life in particle physics trying to develop a synthesis of general relativity and quantum field theory to fully explain the fundamental forces of the universe. Now I've got Jared doing it. Yeah, I uh, needed an inconvenient witness to uh, meet with a little misfortune, if you get my drift. But it uh, had to look like an accident. I put Jared on it. Ah! Has he done any of these things? 
I needed someone to go skiing in Vail. You can bet Jared did it. Am I going insane? This makes no sense. He doesn't do anything. This is crazy. What's wrong with you people? Oh, dude, dude, relax. Relax. Take, take a deep breath. But it, it, it doesn't... No, shh, shh, shh. There, there. It's okay. Jared's gotcha. Jared's gonna take care of it. Is he? Really? It's gonna be all right? Oh, of course it will. He's Jared. Thank you, Jared. <laughs> it can only be Jared. What will you find on Ancestry.com? I found out I'm white. I found out my grandparents were from Eastern Europe, pretty much like they said they were. I found out my great-great-great-grandmother was actually African-American. And my great-great-great-grandfather was a wealthy farm owner. So he raped her. Oh. Yep. Straight up raped her. I went on Ancestry.com and found out my dad isn't my real dad. I found out the woman who's been calling herself my mother actually stole me from someone's house. And that's why I never went to a real school. I found out I have cancer. They saw something irregular in the results and told me to get checked. And, well, the doctor said I have a growth in my... I found out the exact day I'm going to die. It won't even be an inherited disease. The people at Ancestry.com are just going to blow my head off. I found out I have the same DNA as Hitler. Like, exactly the same. I found out that my great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandfather is my best friend, Larry. Hey. I found out I'm descended from apes, and not in the usual way. I mean, like, recently. I found out I've been fucking my sister. Ah, who am I kidding? I knew that already. Come here, baby. Ancestry.com. Let's find out together. The Diary of Melania Trump. Dear Diary, I speak to Mama on the phone today. She tell me when she was pregnant with me, she was expecting twins, but only I came out. She think I eat twin, but I say, Mama, don't be so ridiculous. I'm so thin. Okay, welcome to our weekly LGBT community meeting. This is a safe space for all of us to talk. Uh, Leslie, you just came out to your family. How are you feeling? Uh, it's been a little rough. Howdy! Is this the LGBT meeting? Yes, we just started. You are? Well, shucks. I'm the letter M. L's my neighbor. Where's L, G, B, and T? L said there was a meeting. You're a giant anthropomorphic letter M. Yup, that's me, the letter M. I thought the letter M was just an abstract concept. Oh, I'm very real. And I start a lot of your favorite words. Mall, museum, magazine. Okay, okay, okay. We get it. March, maps, milk. We get it. I don't know, Tom. He isn't normal. <gasps> Who's to say what's normative? I- I'm sorry, letter M. Everyone is welcome to our meeting. I'm, I'm so sorry, letter M. Have a seat. Boy, howdy, will I ever. Let's get back to you, Leslie. You came out to your family. Uh, yeah, it was at a family BBQ. I'm friends with both B and Q. I hope you had plenty of mustard. Okay, letter M. Well, um, as I said before, my mom... My mom? Both of those words start with me, the letter M. The word me also starts with the letter M. Yeah, uh, I guess it does. Um... Anyway, my mom's supportive, but my dad is not. Well, sometimes it takes time. I'll need a lot of time. My dad's a Baptist minister. Minister? Well, that starts we with... We know, letter M, we know. <clears throat> uh, before I forget, just a reminder to chip in if you can to pay for Daryl, who's trying to raise uh, funds to pay for his transition. You can't pay without money, and money starts with me, the letter M. Letter M... You're welcome to be a part of our meeting, but please don't interrupt. Okay, sorry for interrupting. I wanted to thank everyone for helping me out. My insurance won't cover my operation. I can finally take the last step from F to M. Gender is more than just one thing, and I've always felt like a man. I still have to take hormone pills. 
And it's an expensive medication. Next on our agenda, I'm happy to announce that Carol and Amy are finally getting married. Mary starts with the letter M. Does it ever? Oh, M stands for marriage. Motorhome and minivan. Meteor and mockingbird. Monster morning mop and mouse. Many things start with the letter M. Stop it, letter M. We're trying to have a meeting. You can't have a meeting without the the letter M, but it, it looks like we can't have one with the letter M either. Please leave. Well, I thought if anyone knew what it was like to be different... It would be all of you. I'm sorry. You're you're right. You can stay. Great! Oh, M stands for magnets. Marzipan and math. Mr. Mistress Meter, meet and meet. I gonna do with all those baseballs? Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, you caught me mid-sentence. That's what we in the pod biz call a blooper. Hi, I'm Gil Barron. Gil, what are you doing? I'm glad you asked, Bear. Don't call me that. We have so much fun here at National Lampoon's The Final Edition Podcast. I thought our loyal listeners would like to hear some of the hilarious goofs, biffs, boofs, and boners that don't make it on the air. Biffs? Sometimes we retake things, but it's really not that... Roll it! I'll take a wafer. Oh, no, I meant water. Oh, I misread it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that? Heidi Lux misread that word. I don't remember that happening. Did you stage that? And here's another. Testing, testing. (laughs) I fell. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy, right? Mike Besaw fell right out of his chair while he was testing his cans. We call the headphones cans here, loyal listeners. That didn't happen at all. I I would have remembered Mike falling out of his chair. And another. And it's huge. Oh, Candace, your boobs are out. Oh, (laughs) would you look at that? They're just out there. (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) No, absolutely not. There has never been a topless woman on this show. Why Why do you want people to think we have crazy bloopers? Biffs and boofs, Barry. Uh, I am truly in shock. Hey, guys, look at this. A blooper is happening right now. Oh, guys, guys, I forgot my props. Oops. (laughs) This sketch makes no sense without this one specific prop. This is a podcast. We don't use props. Get in the spirit, Barry. This is fun. Oh, hey, guys, look. Oh. The mic went in my eye. What a crazy biff. You guys <laughs> you guys are all idiots. These are obviously pre-planned. Oh, my God. I need a break. Oh, Barry fell, and it's hilarious. I guess he got his break. Oh. <laughs> Ah, comedy! (laughs) Uh, You're right, Barry? Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard United Airlines Flight 343, nonstop service from Cleveland to Orlando. For those of you who are not dragged off the plane before takeoff, our flight time will be 2 hours and 28 minutes. As a reminder, you may be removed from the plane for any reason, including taking up too much space, wearing leggings, or not being a white person. To fasten your seatbelt, insert the metal fittings one into the other and tighten by pulling on the loose end of the strap. Please keep your seatbelt fastened at all times unless a police officer storms a plane and orders you to get the fuck off. A life vest is located in a pouch under your seat. Use it to protect your head and neck when you're yanked from your seat like a rag doll. Your seat cushion may be used as a flotation device or as a body shield. Pull the cushion from the seat, slip your arms into the straps, and hug the cushion for dear life. In the likely event that you cannot defend yourself from the onslaught of punches, kicks, and elbows you will receive when you are forcibly removed from the plane, please assume the bracing position. Lean forward with your hands on top of your head and your elbows against your thighs. Avoid screaming. Screaming is disruptive and will lead to prosecution. Screaming upsets other passengers, who are your moral superiors. 
Although you may feel like you're having a nightmare, you are indeed witnessing real life. Thank you for flying United. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight, you miserable vermin. Once in a generation, a movie comes along that defines a generation. Discover the world of alternative reality as two young men set out on the road. They're rejected, they're outnumbered, they're looking for America, and they can't find it anywhere. They're Republicans, or as they like to be known, Trumpers. Where are you boys head? We're looking for America, officer. Oh, well, you can find that almost anywhere. I know there's a lot of Americans in New York City. Uh, New York isn't America. <laughs> are you sure? It's one of the oldest parts of the country. It's not America. Okay, well, you know, America started in Massachusetts. No, it's not America either. Really? Well, Vermont... Look, just forget New England altogether. This summer... Get your motor running and head out on the highway with Easy Trumper. Born to be white. So, nowhere on the West Coast, huh? Nope. Uh, Minnesota? Most of it, no. Hmm, Michigan? Oh, that's a tough one. Voted for Trump, but lots of Muslims. Ah, uh, nah. Well, how about Washington, D.C.? It's actually the capital of a mayor. No. Freedom, man. That's what it's all about. Free to immigrate, then hate immigrants. Free to make other people pray the way you want. Free to take away your own health care. Free to be part of Russia. Free to roll back progress and roll up the sea levels. Free to choose who gets to be free. Look... Maybe I should try some part of America that, uh, like, tried to secede from America at some point. Uh, Atlanta? Huh, well, I read online that Atlanta did win the Super Bowl this year, so, so yeah, yeah. Let's point our, uh, power scooters at It's not easy being an easy trumper. The Diary of Melania Trump. Dear Diary, today gay hairdresser Marcel come over. I like the way he does my hair, but he keeps pushing to do Donnie's hair too. I say, Marcel, Donald will not buy it. Then suddenly he bursts into tears and say, Melania is so terrible. Donald, he's totally out of control. I say, Marcel, relax. His comb-over is fine, just as long as he stay out of the wind. Caitlin Boggs Wackenhacker, trophy wife of flamboyant airbag billionaire Omar P. Wackenhacker, escaped yesterday from her display case in the couple's Park Avenue home. The final edition Radio Hour's Gossipose Silvio Gold has the story. I'm here at an undisclosed location in the Pierre Hotel on 5th Avenue and 61st Street in New York City with the immensely courageous Caitlin Boggs Wackenhacker. Now, Caitlin, it's well known in New York high society that you've spent most of the last five years in a spacious display case in the atrium of your Manhattan duplex. Well, display cases aren't spacious. But yeah. Who designed the interior? My husband hired Barbara Barry to do it. Ah, only the best for you. It took her about seven minutes, and she billed him 200 grand. She's worth it, though, isn't she? Now, I understand you also spend some of your time in smaller display cases at your villa in Antibes? Yeah, and at the ski lodge in Vale, and at the penthouse in Dubai. And who did the interiors of those? I haven't a clue. Wasn't it, um, not a dead? Who cares? Our listeners care, dear. They only feel sympathy for you as they know you have exquisite taste. Now, 
Weren't you a Victoria's Secret model? Yeah, a very popular one. And you were 45 years younger than your husband? Uh Uh-huh. So you must have known that you were a trophy wife. Sure, I married him for his money. And when he introduced me, it was, Hi, so-and-so, I'd like you to meet my third trophy wife. All out in the open. But I never bargained for the goddamn display case. When did you find out about that? On our wedding night. That was your sumptuous fairy tale wedding in East Hampton in 2011 that cost over $2 million. You betcha. And I've been trying to escape ever since. One time I even tried to swan dive out of his box at the New York City Opera. Goodness, how brave. Got stopped by old Omar's billionaire buddy, David Koch, the guy who owns the theater. He probably thought he was saving your life. No, he didn't want to get blood on his nice new seats. He's a prick, just like Wackenhacker. You don't make a billion bucks doing good deeds for people. But if you were at the opera, your husband obviously let you out of your display case sometimes. But he's a total control freak. When they let me out for events, formal dinners, and, you know, marital duties... What? Don't ask. Anyway, I had to wear these special pantyhose called Spark. Oh, like Spanx, designed by Sarah Blakely? No, not like Spanx. They have dozens of tiny tasers sewn in that slammed 20,000 volts into my butt if I got more than seven feet from old Omar. See? We're more than seven feet from him now, so when I turn on the pantyhose... Oh, what lovely patterns the sparks make. Yeah, they leave lovely patterns on your butt, too. Oh, goodness. How cruel. Same deal on stupid shop-till-you-drop sprees with these creepy girlfriends handpicked by his social secretary. God, the bitch actually zapped me if I didn't keep up with the group. What was her name? Why do you need to know? Helen Waddell. Oh, Helen's a good friend. Jesus, this interview is over. According to their prenup, Mr. Wackenhacker is entitled to an instant divorce effective today. Helen, how's the poor thing holding up? Fine. Right now, he's on his Learjet shopping for a new trophy wife, an imported one this time from Thailand, Colombia, Haiti, Slovakia, somewhere like that. What kind of a woman is he looking for? A gorgeous, compliant girl who will be thrilled to spend her life in a display case because she has the fatalism that comes from being raised in crushing poverty. And you know something, Silvio? For a man as rich as Mr. Wackenhacker, that's a huge turn-on. The Diary of Melania Trump Dear Diary, The new escape route from Golden Palace now goes to back of Abercrombie and Fitch. I never knew this shop, but it reminds me of terrible journey from old country. So dark, so confusing, so many naked men. The only way you can escape is to pay a lot of money. So I give them my gold Amex card and run as fast as I can. He is an artistic tour de force. He is the voice of his generation. He is Gargolissimo. Gargolissimo is the man who set the world on fire for over 20 years with his raw emotion and gargling. Marvel at the raw power of this, the greatest of all garglers gargling the hits in this multi-genre spanning album. He gargles Broadway hits including Phantom of the Opera. Jesus Christ Superstar! Hey, Big Spender! The hits of the 60s, including American Pie. Yellow Submarine. All along the watchtower. And Anagata Davida. He also gargles modern hits such as Can't Touch This. 
<laughs> Poker Face by Lady Gaga. <laughs> and many more. This album also includes some of Gargolissimo's greatest duets, including Frank Sinatra. I get no thrill from champagne. <laughs> So tell me why should it be true? Hi, sorry to interrupt. This is Barry Lank, the West Coast producer of the final edition. And here's what you're about to hear. So, at this point in the recording process, the actor who plays Gargolissimo, Jonathan Grant, who also wrote the sketch, he's been gargling on and off for a couple of minutes while trying not to laugh. And it turns out, when you do that long enough, you tickle your gag reflex too much. So the next thing you're going to hear is Jonathan throwing up in the studio. Now, just to help you enjoy this, you should know that Jonathan was okay right afterwards. He didn't hit any of the equipment. He and Kate Signala cleaned everything up. And most of all, this was the first time Jonathan ever recorded with National Lampoon in the final edition. And he really wanted to make a good first impression. Here it is. Tell you, I'm going to move it back a couple of seconds so you can hear it coming. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah, that was Stanley Sherman. And I'm his wife, Rita Sherman. We're the people in the car ahead of you in traffic. The white SUV. And we're here to encourage you to subscribe to the Final Edition podcast. We are very interested in things. We appreciate a show that takes time to examine the issues. It makes us more informed voters. Whether to go to the right or go to the left or go straight or stop and consider our options. Well, the light is green up ahead, so we better slow down. This will take all my concentration. Be careful, Stan. I know. The Final Edition Podcast. We have one. The following is a public message from the U.S. government. When disaster strikes, it's too late to prepare. Honey, did you check for extra batteries? Uh, yep. Extra water and candles? Yep. Did you go over the plan with the kids? Uh, yep. Did you remember to extract blood, semen, eggs, and lymphatic fluid from all family members in case we have to repopulate the earth? Uh... Did you remember to poison all our neighbors with polonium and arsenic so our DNA is the dominant genetic material basis for future generations? Well, uh... Did you surround our yard with an impenetrable electrified razor wire fence, motion-activated machine gun turrets, and poisonous alligator-filled moat to kill any migrants or strangers instantly? Well, I, uh, I started to, uh... Did you load a go-bag with cash, drugs, needles, LSD, opiates, medical marijuana, KY jelly, horse tranquilizer, gold bullion, freeze-dried food, and non-GMO seeds? When disaster strikes, it's too late to prepare, so do it now while you still can. Have a plan. Get a go-bag. Don't be left behind. A message from your Department of Homeland Security. For more information, visit www.beforetheshithitsthefan.com. The Diary of Melania Trump. Dear Diary, when Donnie become president, I think, fuck, now I never get to leave him. And they take phone away, and just like Anne Frank, I have to stay silent from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sometimes I'm so lonely, 
I just stare at wall. Oh, then I hear outside in Women's March, I hear someone say, Melania, if you need help, just blink. So I try to blink, but nothing. That's what I mean. It's only a joke twins would get. Totally. Do you mind telling the whole joke again in case someone just started listening in on our conversation? No. No, I will not. Okay. Hey, uh, what's the earliest memory you can recall? I, just because we're twins, I wonder if it's exactly the same as mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, my first memory is probably when we were both five years old and... We had our birthday at Chuck E. Cheese? Exactly. We had pizza and cake and those robots danced and played music. <laughs> I, You know, I think that's my first memory, too. Now that I think about it, that pizza was probably terrible, but as kids, like, it was like the best pizza ever. Yeah, but we both agreed it wasn't as good as Pizza Hut pizza. Wait, wait. You remember talking about Pizza Hut pizza? I remember that, too. Oh, yeah. So I guess our first memory would be going to Pizza Hut, huh? Right. We would go to the pizza buffet for Indian Scouts when we were four. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Uh, the whole troop would go there, and we always acted like Indians. It was probably really racist at the time, but we didn't know any better. <laughs> exactly. And we would wear those hats we got from the International Pizza Museum the last year. Wait. The International Pizza Museum, where they had a recreation of the first pizza ever made? Yeah. Uh, I remember that, too. You're right. Now, that is our first memory. Mm-hmm. We were both three years old, and our dad kept saying how New York pizza was the best, and we agreed because of the time he brought us to New York, and then, oh. Uh... So, no, 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 no. That's our first memory. Yeah. We were in Manhattan. We were, like, two years old, going to see our favorite childhood character, Pizzasaurus on, on ice. ice. Yeah, we used to watch the show all the time. Oh, no, wait, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, eight, like, eight months old watching it on Grandma's. She had, like, a round TV. Yeah, that she bought when she took us to the pizza-shaped electronics store. First memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in our strollers as toddlers. I mean, we couldn't have been more than three months old, and you were throwing your leftover crust at me from the pizza you had for lunch. Yeah, from Papa Gino's, where we went right after we got out of the hospital. Damn. Oh, why do we keep remembering earlier and earlier memories? And why do they all have to do with pizza? Oh, my God. I remember being born. There was blood everywhere. It looked like pizza sauce. But, but I remember being in the womb with you, and mm -hmm. mom would eat pizza, and you wouldn't even share any of the nutrients with oh me. Oh my god, I remember being a sperm cell swimming towards an egg, and I thought, that, that egg, egg looks like, like a pizza! pizza! Oh man, I remember when dad ordered pizza the night we were conceived. I remember the moment when pizza was invented! I remember the birth of man! The dinosaurs! Earth being formed! The creation of the universe! Ah! I'm just kidding, I don't remember any of those things. Yeah, me neither. I don't even know what I had for dinner last night. Was it pizza? Why would you say that? The old familiar scenes recall to me a dream of all the days that she and I The Diary of Melania Trump Dear Diary, today I see Baron. I think he wants to kill me. I say, Baron, wait until tomorrow. You get Pony as birthday present. I hope he forgets. I didn't get him anything. Baron asks, Mama, what is meaning of life? I say, Baron, meaning of life is matching gloves and dresses. I don't think he wears dresses. How are you feeling? That appears I've broken my arm. That appears to be true. I'm nurse so-and-so, and you'll never see me again. All right. I just need some information. You came in as a John Doe from the ambulance. What's your name? Barry Lank, L-A-N-K. And what's your pain level from 1 to 10? Oh, uh, about a 4. It's, it's dull, but it's there. Uh-huh, and here are a bunch more people you'll never see again. Hi! And we're just going to take you down here. All right. Ah, uh, so... Tell me all your hopes and dreams. My boyfriend wants to move to L.A., but I don't know about the commute. You? I hate commuting to Orange County so much I almost got myself killed on a motorcycle. Well, it's been good sharing with you. A few more people are going to come in and do some stuff, okay? Sure, why not? Hi, I'm Nurse Whatever. How are you doing today? I seem to have a broken arm. Mm, looks like it. And what's your name? Barry Lank, L-A-N-K. Okay, and what's your name? Barry Lank, L-A-N-K. Great, we'll get your name later. And what's the pain level on a scale of 1 to 10? 4. And when did you have cancer? Never, as far as I know. Well, we found an unusual antibody in your blood sample. Have you ever lived in the Amazon? In the river itself, I mean. No. 
Are you pregnant? No. Are you two people? You're going to need more blood. I'll be right back. Hi, we're your operating team. What's your name? Barry Lank, pain level four. And what's your pain level on a scale of one to ten? Four. Well, I'm Dr. So-and-so, and this here is Dr. Thus-and-such, and we're going to be your operating team. Are you related to nurse so-and-so in admitting? <laughs> oh, God, no. It's a very common name around here. Anyway, we're going to fuse the bone back together and put in a couple of screws. Now, this operation will take about two hours, but you're not going to remember any of it. Oh, got it. So when do you start? When do we start what? The operation. Oh, we did that hours ago, right after we said we'd do it. You just woke up. How are you feeling? Like my arm hurts. What's your pain level on a scale of 1 to 10? 3. Good. Uh, so we're going to leave you here to recuperate. Okay. Hey, new roommate, huh? Guess so. I'm Barry, pain level 3. I'm Reuben, pain level 7. Wow. Kidney stones. Then my kidneys shut down. Oh, I'm really sorry to hear that. Do they know your name yet? I'm not sure that's going to happen, Reuben. I keep telling the nurses my name is just like the Reuben sandwich, but they never heard of it. Really? They never heard of a Reuben sandwich? That's a delicious sandwich. Yeah, with corned beef. Yeah, and uh, Russian dressing, as I recall. Yeah, and cheese and sauerkraut. Yeah, you can have it with turkey, too. Uh, a turkey Reuben. Okay, a turkey Reuben could be good. Sir, we're releasing you. Me? Okay. Well, Reuben... Been brief but intense. God bless you, Barry. Good luck to you, man. All right. Here's a pain prescription you won't be able to fill. Uh-huh. And do this with your arm a couple times a day. What, this? No, no, this. Never do that. Oh, got it. All set. Here's your ride. Hey, Jim. Barry. So we just going straight home? I want a sandwich. What day is it? Who the hell knows? Tony, we gotta come up with a promo. Our listeners don't know enough about all the great stuff the final edition does. Even when we tell them it's all this like blah 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 dot 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 www.url crap. No one gets what that is on radio. They just tune it out. Well, I have the perfect way to hold their attention while we give them the goods. When I was at the National Lampoon in the 70s, our most famous cover had a cute mutt with a 38 magnum to its head and the legend... Buy this magazine, or we'll shoot this dog. Yeah, I remember that, but how does that help us? It was a visual image for a magazine. Meet Freckles. Freckles? Oh, there, there. Good boy. What's the matter, then? Also, meet my 38 Magnum. Jesus Christ, you have a gun? Don't wave that thing around here. Is that thing loaded? Sure is. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. If you don't stay tuned to this promo while Jeff gives you all the necessary info about our fabulous website and our fabulous YouTube channel and other fabulous stuff we do, I will shoot this dog. Jesus, man, take the gun out of that defenseless animal's ear. Uh Uh-uh. Give him a good, Jeff. Oh, my God, poor Freckles. Okay, fine. Hey, listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour, you want more of what we do, go to thefinaledition.com. Our radio airs on this network on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 8, as well as Wednesday at midnight. We've also got an album, we've got a Twitter feed, we've got a great YouTube channel, Facebook, everything you can want at thefinaledition.com. Now, tell them to tap all that into their iPhones or leave themselves an audio memo. No, I won't. I told them enough, Tony. I'm calling me a Tell them, tell them, or the dog gets it. I'm cocking the gun right now. Okay, listeners... Please, uh, write this down, thefinaledition.com, thefinaledition.com. Go there for everything you want from the final edition or this crazy old British coot is going to plug old freckles. Okay, that wasn't so hard, was it? Come here, freckles, you dumb old chum. Hey, hey, get down. Get, get down. Get away from me. Get you crazy cunt. Good job, freckles. Get, get him. Sick him. Oh, yeah, this is Jeff Chrysler God. for the final edition of Radio God, Hour on Progressive Voices on oh, TuneIn. God. 8 p.m. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday nights. Midnight on Wednesday. God. No, Freckles, put that thing down. You don't have opposable thumbs. No. The Diary of Melania Trump. Dear Diary. Today is my birthday. I eat entire beautiful chocolate cake all by myself. 
and drink bottle of Stolichnaya. Present from Russian Embassy. They sent me lots of presents. I don't know why. Donny called me after he finished tweeting about his leaks. I say, Donny, stop telling the world about your bladder infection. It's too much information. Breaking news in the world of high finance. Forbes magazine, which for decades has published the iconic list, the Forbes 400 Richest Americans, will launch a new list. Forbes publisher Richard Karlgaard gives us a sneak peek. Our new list is Forbes 40 Million Poorest Americans. It complements the Forbes 400 by listing the 40 million most exploitable Americans by name. Many of whom voted for Donald Trump. Yes, voter rolls were how we found many of the Forbes 40 million, those who weren't convicted felons or illegals. Give us some financial background on the Forbes 40 million poorest. The good news is that the poor are getting poorer. Between December 31st, 2015 and December 31st, 2016, the collective net worth of the 40 million poorest Americans plunged from $233.51 to $137.27, or exactly one ten millionth, and that's 0.000000001% of the combined net worth 1.57 trillion of the Forbes 400. How could that happen in a bull market? What were the causes? Sheer laziness and stupidity? Well, to be fair, which isn't really necessary, uh, they were hard hit by rising food prices, uh, gentrification and, above all, drastically lower lottery odds. Because so many more of these dolts were playing the lottery. Exactly, which added three million newbies to the lowest and largest segment of what we call the GOP, or a great opportunity field. Can we meet some of these exploitable nobodies? Absolutely. Meet number 23,085,889. Goth Hambone, 51. Net worth negative $4,637.02. High school valedictorian Hambone entered the lucrative IBM Selectric division in the 70s, but was laid off as IBM moved into personal computers in the mid-80s. Then what happened, Goth? Well, I ended up doing a 17-year jail term in Huntsville, Texas for passing a bum $13 check. Contracted inoperable lung cancer working in prison shop. Hey, bum check's a felony in Texas. Now I make my home in Madison, Wisconsin in a 1988 Yugo. My negative net worth's entirely due to outstanding traffic tickets. Garth can't vote, but he backs President Trump 100%. Country should be run like a business by a businessman. How do you feel about Scott Walker? I support Governor Walker in his battle to crush the union thugs who are bankrupting small businesses. boy, Garth. You guys got a cigarette? Sorry, Sorry don't, don't smoke. smoke. Now, let's meet number 17,996,111. Gloria Estrata, 48. Net worth as of 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, 4.417. Five cents. Single mom of four, Gloria is desperate enough to work three, even four jobs at below-subsidence wages. Gloria, you look a little tired. Yes, I last slept a full night's sleep in July. Wow. 2002. Of your four jobs, Gloria, what's your favorite? Repurposing used duct tape and my local Walmart. I get to sit down sometime. So in a microscopic way, Gloria helps to boost the stock price of Walton heirs Christy, Alice, Helen, Jim, John and Robson. Whose combined net worth is $94 billion. I sofer out to work at Walmart. What's your favourite thing to do, Gloria? Take the kids to Little Caesars. Have a feast of garlic twists and hot breadsticks. Every Christmas. Ah, interesting fact. Little Caesar's menu is typical of the nutrition-free, food-like cereal combos that keep the Forbes 40 million alive. And thank God for that. Though we at uh, the final edition were sad to see that Little Caesar's founder, Mike Illich, 
died recently. R.I.P. But he did leave his family 6.1 billion bucks. It's that point one that makes all the difference. Mm. So the Forbes 40 million present a rosy future for the American economy. Yes. For every Gloria, there are 4.3 other members of the Forbes 40 million waiting to grab their jobs if they're fired, die, or are killed. Hence, stellar productivity. The bottom lines of the Forbes 400 are rocketing upwards, thanks to an ever-expanding workforce of meek, cooperative, low- or no-cost neo-slaves. No-cost? There are Forbes 400 schemes afoot to avoid paying the 40 million poorest anything, like incarcerate far greater numbers of them than we do now, then tap the prison population as unpaid workers. But would hard-pressed states uh, underwrite a massive expansion of their prison programs? Mm, Probably not, which underlines the wider problem of paying workers nothing. Even slave owners had to feed, clothe, house, and provide rudimentary health care for their workers so they didn't die like flies. You're saying that however skimpy these services, in prison or out, they'd cost more than prevailing rock-bottom wages? Exactly! Plus, the Forbes 40 million's negligible incomes are immediately repossessed by the Forbes 400 in the form of food, gas, clothing and medical bills, rent, gambling debt, and usurious interest rates. The good news is, (laughs) there's no bad news. We're making capitalism great again. By the way, was Sir Donald Trump ever one of the Forbes 400? Good God, no. He was never one of us. (laughs) But I did fuck his wife. Well, all three of them. And then there were the dead ones. The Diary of Melania Trump. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Melania. Happy birthday to me. Dedicated listeners to the Final Edition Radio Hour may have recognized a theme running through our shows the last three months or so. That theme is this. At the end of every episode, we will play the classic piece of satire, Deteriorata, in honor of Donald Trump's presidency. We'll play this until he is gone, and our place in the universe is restored. Go placidly amid the noise and waste, and remember what comfort there may be in owning a piece thereof. Avoid quiet and passive persons unless you are in need of sleep. Rotate your tires. Speak glowingly of those greater than yourself and heed well their advice even though they be turkeys. Know what to kiss and when. Consider that two wrongs never make a right, but the three do. Wherever possible, put people on hold. Be comforted that in the face of all aridity and disillusionment, and despite the changing fortunes of time, there is always a big future in computer maintenance. Remember the Pueblo. Strive at all times to bend, fold, spindle, and mutilate. Know yourself. If you need help, call the FBI. Exercise caution in your daily affairs, especially with those persons closest to you. That lemon on your left, for instance. Be assured that a walk through the ocean of most souls would scarcely get your feet wet. Fall not in love, therefore, it will stick to your face. Gracefully surrender the things of youth, birds, clean air, tuna, Taiwan, and let not the sands of time get in your lunch. Hire people with hooks. For a good time, call 606-4311. Ask for Ken. 
take heart amid the deepening gloom that your dog is finally getting enough cheese. And reflect that whatever misfortune may be your lot, it could only be worse in Milwaukee. You are a fluke of the universe. You have no right to be here. And whether you can hear it or not, the universe is laughing behind your back. Therefore, make peace with your God, whatever you conceive him to be, hairy thunderer or cosmic muffin, with all its hopes, dreams, promises and urban renewal, the world continues to deteriorate. Give up. You are a Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition Radio Hour are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jim Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Keith Saltahanes, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Megan Gallagher, Samantha Gerwitz, Sean Ari Lehair, Dan Frick, Jeff Chrysler, James Mount, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Ebby Parker, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rachel Rauch, Andrew Danish, Ann Tuchel, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, and Leslie Shapira. The writers of the final edition, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Gil Barron, Ben Kirchner, John Gutierrez, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Melinda Hughes, Jeremy Rayburn, Steve Rosenfield, and Peter Kleinman. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition radio hour is the property of the final edition LLC copyright 2014. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.